This show is supported by State Farm. You have insurance for your home, your health, and your car. Why don't you have insurance for your small business? So many small business owners think they don't need or don't even know about small business insurance. Protecting a source of revenue is one thing, but so is protecting all of your hard work and your team members. State Farm agents are all small business owners too, so they know how to help small business owners choose personalized policies that fit their budgets. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Welcome to 51 First Dates. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And we are doing an experiment. And talking about dating. And love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Cheers. Cheers. Hi, everybody. I'm Liza. And I'm Kimmy. And this is 51 First Dates, the podcast about dating. (laughs) And reframing dating in quarantine. Ah, yeah, we're getting into you? into what? I'm all right, you know. I feel like I. Someone um sent me this really funny tweet yesterday. I'm gonna read it because it made me laugh. But this is this basically um sums up how I'm feeling. Uh, 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 uh filling space. What is it? The quarantine... Oh, this is a a tweet from It's Dan Sheehan. The quarantine state of mind is having three solid days where you feel pretty well adjusted, followed by a sudden unexpected dip into what we call the hell zone. (laughs) And, like, that's exactly how I feel. (laughs) Me too. It is, like, I think I'm about to crash into the hell zone, and it's a Monday, which is all dark. But I actually had a good weekend for once. The weekends had been darker, and this weekend felt pretty you know, sustainable, I would say. I had a schedule and I made a pizza and I did some working out. Cool, cool, cool. But now I feel like the spiral of what is the future? What will my job be? Is hitting. Yeah. Yeah. This weekend, I just felt like I was going to spontaneously cry the whole weekend and I can't explain it and I can't totally rationalize it. I just was really sad and upset over nothing and uh, like cried doing yoga one day like a real bitch. No, that's beautiful. <laughs> it was just like, you know, I feel like that's how the the one good thing about all of this is like, I really feel like everyone in the world feels the exact same way right now. And there has to be something powerful about that. Like even seeing that tweet, which like, thanks, Dan Sheehan, I was just like, yeah, this is how I feel. And it feels good knowing that everybody feels similarly, or at least like most people feel similarly. And yeah. here we are. I I had my one dark like started the spiral moment of the weekend was actually about the people who don't feel similarly and think this is not a real thing and that it's a hoax. When yeah. I I got very upset and spiraled in a Twitter. I think I mentioned this later in the episode because we have a listener coming on and telling us about her dating experience in quarantine. But yeah, I just got very upset when I saw people out protesting this as though, you know, 40,000 people haven't died in this country. And I, Mama Kimmy will get yeah. off her soapbox eventually, but I in just hope everyone's. weeks or seven weeks. Like, that's fucking normal. Yeah. I just hope everybody's yeah, taking care yeah. of themselves, but taking care of other people too. You know, even yeah. I, I am not, I'm an imperfect person. I am a selfish person, but this is like, to me, this is one thing I think I've been like, paranoid about but not just from a selfish standpoint also because I'm just like 
well, I guess it is selfish. I don't want to be responsible for other people's deaths or suffering or illness. That's selfish. You know? <laughs> well, it's I not mean- selfish, but it's like it's all because I don't want that guilt. <laughs> but like, I just. I just encourage people because I know there's a lot of shit floating there. A fr- Louisa contacted me and was like, how are you? On Instagram, we were DMing and she was then just like, things look so crazy in America. This is our- Liza and my friend who lives in Portugal. And just, I just had a moment this weekend. Yeah. And it was, it just felt dark. But I, to your point, I think the majority of people are feeling similarly. And that is incredibly comforting. And if you all yes. are feeling that way, we are too. Yeah. And I think it's also, like, worth – I don't know. Okay, okay. I'm going to quote another tweet. This one I'm not going to be able to credit properly because I don't have it on hand. But um, I saw another person tweeting, like, if you guys – basically the sentiment of the tweet was, I'm never going to listen to people saying New Yorkers are selfish and mean again. We stayed in our tiny, tiny apartments for you guys, and you're all out protesting not social distancing like not stopping the spread so like enough with this like new yorkers or assholes thing like we're doing this for you so that what we have isn't spreading around the country and that really got me incensed because i yeah it's even though i am not in new york and it's hypocritical because i'm in a larger house it's still like guys come on the whole thing is we have to do this for everybody yeah that is the whole thing it's all about to and I probably have said this before but think when people tell you to look at your carbon footprint like what's your COVID footprint how many how big of an impact are you having or that's even why I I still haven't gone into a grocery store I've done pickup I know I know I know there's also some privilege here um uh, but yeah I don't know I guess you're right Liza we have to think about everybody and also, even if you're just itching to get out of your house, you can get out sooner and more safely if you stay inside for longer. And I know we're preaching to the choir, but uh, Mama Kimmy had to say something. <laughs> I just got upset this weekend. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely hard to see. I've uh, I've blocked out a lot of the news because of anger issues. <laughs> no, it's good. Um, well, anyways, enough about that. What are we doing today? We're doing some fun things, Liza. Let's break. We're going to talk down. about quarantine dating, a thing I'm trying <laughs> to make happen. Slash, I didn't invent it; someone else probably did. But we are, uh, we are going to talk about a few different aspects. We have a listener, Haley, who we're going to chat with later in the episode. Um, we just chat with her a little bit about her dating life story and her experience dating in quarantine. Um, and as a friendly reminder, uh, if you want to come, like we're we're really into just connecting with people and chatting with some of our listeners about their dating experiences. So if you're out there listening and you feel like just kind of coming on, talking about your dating life story, telling a worst first and talking about if you're dating in quarantine or not and why or why not, please email us at 51firstdatespod at gmail.com. DM us on Instagram at 51firstdatespod. Yes, we love it. And <laughs> in case you are ready for another plug, you're just craving us to, to tell you more things you could do to support us. This is actually supporting Feeding America, not us directly. We have a Patreon. We've been recapping the first season of Sex in the City uh, on bonus episodes on Patreon. They haven't totally taken off, I'll be honest. So like if you're just not into it, that's fine. But if you want a little extra content or if you just want to get fun perks and newsletters and fun things through our Patreon, 
You can also support Feeding America and families who are in need for food by donating to our Patreon. We're matching the $500 when we hit the $500 mark to Feeding America. We can't directly go through Patreon, but we figured we'd give you guys some content as an incentive because we really, what else can we offer? We don't have merch. We don't have anything else. So, you know, what a pitch, Kimmy. You should really go into pitching businesses. But check it out um, if you want some extra content and you want to support Feeding America. Patreon. Yeah, and you want some pals to like watch Sex in the City along with. Yeah, I feel like it's a fun journey. It is a fun journey. And then at the end of season one, we can decide what we do next if we're still in this situation. Completely. Um, But for today, we're going to talk to, as I said, our listener, Haley. And then we're going to just talk about a couple other like quarantine dating topics from the internet. Yeah, there we're going to talk about some of the like dating experience experiences. Well, they are experiences, but they're also kind of experiments or projects people are creating around um, this new world we live in. Uh, much more creative projects than Fifty One First Dates ever was at the beginning. And we are going to chat about you know what quarantine dating within our relationships has been like. Um, Liza is quarantined with. Her partner. I am not. I am on the opposite coast from my partner. And then there's a really sweet uh, Twitter story we're going to share about quarantining that a listener, Bobby, submitted to our secret Facebook group. And it's so sweet. And we're going to we're going to discuss that. So, Liza, where should we start? Let's start with should we talk about these different like dating online Zoom things that yeah, that uh, have popped up because I feel like they're all different and it's all kind of interesting yeah so we are we are mostly referencing this article in the new york times called virtual dating is the new normal will it work uh yeah liza i'm curious should we go should we go through the different examples that are listed and then tell our favorite yes i feel like there's so there's i think there's three um different kind of dating online setup experiency things that this article breaks down and they all have kind of different structure so we're gonna yeah just go through them and and i don't know should we we should we should like pick our favorites but also maybe rank them yeah or, or whatever do like a one th- one through ten how likely would you be to do this yeah we're either of us single okay so one of them is called here slash now and uh it's an hour-long virtual gathering they gather 12 people, I think, and you answer personal questions. Like, if you could build a dream house, which weird or interesting feature would you include? Um, Then, you so you talk as a large group, then you break into smaller conversations of four, then you move to one-on-one chats. Then at the end of it, you fill out a survey to indicate who you are interested in. Um, And, like, matches are notified. So it's almost like a group date or something i don't know what yeah. this isn't like any dating reality show but it it is interesting it's kind of like whatever i feel like i can never remember the name of grouper or what was there was a, a thing that yeah you where went you on out. double date or like group dates you had like three friends yes. and three friends meet up in the city or a place uh it feels a little bit like that just with more structure and less yeah. friendship uh yes. but i really love the Mr. Muffson, who goes through this experience um, from his bucolic quarantine locale in upstate yes. New York. It's just such a New York Times article. Mr. Muffson sounds like uh, the name of a teacher from like a Roald Dahl book. 
Mr. Muffson. It's <laughs> such a weird, it's such and a he, like fake sounding name. Anyway, he's deaf and he's very, you know, he's like COO of an agency, but he, yeah, he, he connected with three people out of five and his favorite didn't connect with me. So he was sort of sad about that. And then he got busy with work um, and didn't end up texting that much, it looks like, with his other batches. Again, that's the only account in there, so I'm not discounting it. I just think that's important to think about. Like, Yes. What do you think of this setup in general? How do you – like, play it out in your head. Like, how would it go? Mm, You know, like, you're in a room with 11 people. It's giving me flashes to, like, remote learning that I'm doing for school right now because we have, mm-hmm. you know, regular class and then they have these breakout rooms and you're all of a sudden you're just, like, in a breakout room with people. And they actually did this recently. This is probably more comparable for um, a company that has job openings hosted, like, a, an information session for students from my school. So – and from USC, the school across the city. So we were, like, put in breakout rooms with people we didn't know and then, uh, like – an employee of the company who's kind of recruiting and that felt really nerve-wracking like what do I say so I think if I was doing this in a dating scenario I would be very nervous about that part when you broke out into smaller groups and then broke out into twosies but I like it I like it um as in theory I like this for me personally I would be very scared yeah, I feel like the the whole room thing I like the structure of the room like I love a question and answer session mm-hmm. I feel like that gives me that gives me a chance to shine like one-on-one makes me way more anxious than like oh I have to think of like a fun answer to a question like that feels more comfortable to me but as it broke down even four to one like I think 12 people would feel more comfortable to me than four and then four to me seems the most uncomfortable because that it feels like that's a hard number for like conversation flow in a bigger group it's like here are questions here answers but four people on a virtual hangout to me, it feels like, when do I jump in? When do I not jump in? Like, what is this? Um, and then one-on-one, I guess, is fine. Like, it's it makes sense. Like, you can then go back to some of the answers from the beginning or whatever. But overall, I think this seems fun. I think it feels like it's easing you into something, which I like. I don't like feeling – like, I feel like it's a little bit less scary than all of a sudden you're one-on-one video chatting with someone you've never met before. You get to kind of – feel somebody out in a bigger group first like it feels more like meeting in a group of friends or at a bar you know Mm -hmm. you start by having larger conversations in a group and then you winnow down to the people who you would like naturally gravitate to it feels like that replicates something about the meeting in the wild that I like absolutely and I also like it looks like they have like very they'll set up the room for you because they do non-binary and um lgbtq dating it it seems very much a part of their ethos which is cool too just another. yeah absolutely i'm going to try yeah. to contact all these people too to see if we can get them as guests on the podcast but if you're if you're looking to like sign up for these things that one's called here now uh i can jump into the next one great the mailroom which has a hilarious name and i feel like it sounds so like a gay dating app <laughs> i know it's mailroom m-a-l-e like when we do female bag exactly um, so much fun okay so this is run by mindy kaplan it is a youtube mailroom is a youtube show podcast and event series that invites eligible bachelors in the city to answer women's dating questions um, Derek Peth from The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise has been on. Um, I have a weird, weird nugget of knowledge on him. I was just curious because I listened to his podcast. Uh, I was like, what, is, what does he do? He mentioned he was in financial services. So I found his LinkedIn. 
And also I scrolled down and found an interesting like multi-level marketing experience on his LinkedIn. Anyway, Whoa. it was, it was also, it made me LOL. Um, but he, he seems like a really great dude and cute. Uh, ben Glebe, a comedian. Do you know him? I don't know. Okay. Jonathan Casillas, a former linebacker for the New York Giants, and I'm probably saying everything wrong. Okay, but so basically, very eligible bachelors, I guess. So like bachelors with some sort of fame, some level. Well, I think these guys are all people who participated when it was like a panel. It was like a panel show for Mm -hmm, a while. mm -hmm. So they were on the live panel before, obviously, um, lockdown and corona happened. And it was a thing where like a big audience of females could ask single eligible men questions about dating and, and men in general, which is a smart idea, I think. Yeah, I think it's fun. And it's fun that it was like also on YouTube, et cetera. But now those sessions are virtual. So they have become more customized. So every Monday, women who in the pre-coronavirus days would have been live audience members now have one-on-one chats for three minutes with each man participating. And basically, they can either flirt if they are attracted or just ask advice questions. So this is the most interesting part to me is like you're getting matched with someone, but you can kind of take it either direction. Yeah. My question is like, are the men just they're random guys who sign up like they're not like curated fancy people anymore right now that it's virtual I think so yeah because it said the first virtual one had 15 men and 15 women and then 20 and 20 so I mean and they're doing events on Twitch which is kind of fun they're Mm. the live streaming service so you could submit questions in real time I don't know Interesting. interesting. I mean, I feel like it's basically speed dating at that point. If it's three-minute conversations with a bunch of random people in a row, that's like it's essentially speed dating. Yeah. Which I I don't know. I've always thought was interesting. I think three minutes is a little short to get an idea. I I agree. And then I don't know what the follow-up is like, but it could be like, if you want to dip your toes in and the apps you've just like been telling, asking people to FaceTime and they've been like, what? I don't get it. Um, sorry. <laughs> Spurred to everybody. But I think it could be a nice way to just do something new and exciting with if you go in with low expectations, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. They're also donating their proceeds to Frontline Foods, which I think is cool. Like they're, they're you know, yeah. making sure that they're contributing back to the community right now. Um, but yeah, overall, yeah, it doesn't say in the article what happens in terms of like connecting after this, but I, I feel like I would, this one I would be less excited about because I just don't think three minutes is enough time to get past like, Hey, how are you? Corona's crazy, right? Yeah. At that point, I'd rather be like, you know, on pre-dick chat roulette or like just. Yeah. Like I think you would be having the same conversation over and over again. I feel like House Party needs to launch like a dating app because right yeah. now you're really connected to your friends whose phone numbers you have. I don't know. I don't know how that would work though. You could also jump into other people's dates. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Okay. So the last one that they mention in here is called Filter Off uh, and it's a, a video dating app and it was also started pre-corona by a guy named Zach Schlien. Schlien? I'm not totally sure how to pronounce it. Um, He started it because he got tired of not having chemistry with people he met on the apps. He, quote, it would waste two drinks in what is an expensive city, not to mention the opportunity cost of my time, unquote, which he sounds like a 
He sounds like know. a gem. Just okay, kidding. Here's the thing is I appreciate that sentiment. I do. That like, and we've repeated that sentiment. Is mm-hmm. that there is like a high barrier of entry to dating. I just not I'm not sure I would want to be quoted in the New York Times as saying not to mention the opportunity cost of my time. <laughs> Even if I may think that in my head. It's anyway. such a little founder um yes. moment. Oh man, now I guess I can't reach out to him about me. Oh, we can cut this. <laughs> no, no, no. No, no, okay. no. No, no, no. Um however, I actually really like this idea. Me too. Of, I like his app idea. So he says um before you give a thumbs up or a th- thumbs down on a person, you have a 90-second video chat session. You can read fun facts about someone before your chat, but the photo is blurred. So I guess basically, like, you can uh, – you have, like, a 90-second video date with someone before you decide if you want to meet in person. This was pre-corona. And before the – again, before quarantine, the app would hold weekly speed dating sessions using video. Um, and they're doing this again now. Uh but basically, instead of like texting back and forth forever, you have like a quick little video date and then you decide if you want to meet in person. And now it's just about about connecting online um, with it's almost like, again, a dating app. We pitched Blinder where you have no photos, yeah. but it's a little bit different because your photos are blurred and it's like you, you do get that face to face time on video, but you just do it on video chat. But yeah, I do. I, this is my favorite. I feel like we've spoken of iterations of this on the podcast. Like, what if there was just something where you had to, we had the phone call one idea. But I do like that you have to, it, it makes people take it, whether it's, I don't know if more seriously is the right, is what I mean. But basically, you it just, there's a little more effort involved than just swiping. Yeah, totally. I mean, I think even just, for me, I like the idea of, like, you have to at least, I mean, I guess it's only for women, but, you know, take a little care in your appearance and where you're standing or sitting. You have to make a little effort. You have to ask, see immediately if someone's going to ask questions, if they're going to be, like, an engaged conversationalist, which I feel like because so many of our worst firsts are about people not asking questions, not being good listeners, not paying attention, like, not giving a shit or making an effort, mm-hmm. I think you can kind of almost tell that in 90 seconds the way someone greets you if someone jumps into questions for you if someone's like there and present and making an effort I feel like you can tell that in 90 seconds on FaceTime I would argue yes because within 90 seconds on a first date I can tell if like the person gets it quote unquote in the same way that I do like if we're on the same page about just like how to B. I know that sounds really harsh I'm not my normal self within the first 90 seconds of a date but I think like you can garner a lot of info yeah Not- if they have good body language they greet you well they are like uh have open body language and ask you a question ask then get you a drink like just like some st- shit about like if you were raised correctly you know i also just want to note the adorable uh user cases that they present around filter off the first is um victoria who's 30 and works for google so again so new york times are like this is where she's a professional she is ch- video chatting with three different people that she met using the service, but then they also share, this warms my little heart, that Fred, 67, of Amityville, New York, a senior director for a national logistics company, downloaded Filter Off about three weeks ago. So far, one out of three video exchanges has turned into a friendship, but <laughs> he's just so cute. I don't know. I don't actually know yeah. this man, but I find this cute that he 
Yeah, I mean, and he says, this guy is quoted as saying, with apps that I've used in the past, I got sick of all the time spent swiping and time going back and forth over messages. You don't really know whether you're in a good match till you see someone over video. And it's true. It's like there's so much time invested in swiping and texting on apps. And I, I feel like this does cut down some of it. Yeah, I like this idea a lot. This is the one I would probably be the most excited to use. Me too. Absolutely. And anyone who wants to try these out, please do let us know how it goes for you. I would also say if you're nervous about trying these out, and this is stolen from the sentiment at the end of this article, but like it's tr- it's truly weird to video chat with someone and my, you know, pre-quarantine mind would be like, what if someone asked to FaceTime me before a date? Though we had talked about this with phone calls before dates, et cetera. Yeah. So it was already happening. But right now you just need to remember that everyone is craving human interaction so much for most people. And it's exciting to see and speak to a new face. And most of these have time limits, so it can't get too awkward. So you're not like going to people will, are really excited to talk to each other no matter what right now. I can tell you because when I walk around my neighborhood – I'm just like, hey, 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 everybody. Except for the little yeah. boys biking who get too close to me and I get mad at them. <laughs> oh my God, the little kids biking are a fucking scourge. They, dude, they're in little bike gangs. They don't care. They get right up yeah. near you. I throw my arms up like I am the wicked witch of the street, but like <laughs> I just don't want to get coronavirus yeah. or give it to them because God knows I could be an asymptomatic carrier. Okay. Okay, so yes. Fox. It's very – there, there's a little bike gang near my parents' house of, like, 10-year-old boys. And I have almost yelled at them like an old lady to stay <laughs> farther away because they bike so close. Truly the first time I felt like I was in my 30s or getting getting up there was when I was, like, about to yell at them too. And I yeah. threw my arms up instead. And I was like, this is not the path I want to go down with my No, life. I literally – next to my seat, I'm going to be like, six feet. <laughs> It's I'm it, it's a it's really where you feel like the old man on the porch. I'm like that's yep, yep. yeah get off my lawn you assholes <laughs> get off uh, my lawn. Um, oh. Okay, should we share this cute ass Twitter thread? I feel like that's an adorable, adorable thing. Yes, and then let's we'll each share date ideas we've done or have because yes. I need help. <laughs> yes, completely. Okay, great, Liza. Do you want to? start it well i feel like okay so i will put a link in the um there's a lot of videos and Mm. and like cute little things and we won't read the whole thing but uh so i'll put a link in the show notes to this actual twitter thread but essentially amy kaufman who is a uh she's like a journalist who writes about hollywood for the la times is um tweeting about her roommate basically her roommate met or matched with a guy on Bumble. They started talking on the phone. This is all in quarantine. And he is a chef or he went to culinary school. And basically, like, he started sending her food and they started cooking for each other and dropping food off at each other's house from, like, an appropriate distance using the right, um, you know, basically measures of gloves, masks, sanitizing the containers, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But their romance is just, like, blossoming and they're and the guy is like bringing her all these thoughtful little things and she's bringing him thoughtful things and they're having little dates where they stand really far apart and wear masks and chat with each other and they facetime and it like is actually looks like the start of a relationship where they're really falling for each other and 
again, you should read through the whole thread and watch all the videos because it's adorable. It's so heartwarming. It's so heartwarming, especially because Amy Kaufman is being so responsible and like adorably a roommate and friend, like made sure they were far enough apart, made them take this photo. But I'll just share a couple details at the top just to kind of like get you excited for how detailed these um, or how specifically cute these moments are. Um, They met on Bumble, started talking on the phone pretty quickly, but then three days later, before even video chatting, he ordered her a bunch of food from Giusta, a really yummy Italian place in LA. They FaceTimed. A week later, he sent her ingredients for margaritas and a pack of White Claws. Just like the specificity of that just like cuted me out because (laughs) it's just, we've talked about, you know, Venmoing someone for a bottle of wine, but actually sending someone something, again, with the dresses and things, I know, I know, I know, but I don't know. It's just really adorable. Then they're they're seeing each other, dropping off different foods that they made for each other. Uh, Liza, my heart. It's so cute. And the thing that I think makes me the happiest here is like the effort he puts in. Yep. I feel like so many times you just don't see people putting in effort in early dating and like making someone feel special. And there's even one tweet in this thread where Amy Kaufman, the woman who's writing it, asked him... Um, why he fuck i can't remember what i was gonna say she's like why aren't other guys on bumble doing this and he literally shakes his head he's like i don't know yeah and then she also asks him if he likes dating in quarantine and he goes yeah because you really like have more time to focus on it and i think that's true it's like we all have a little bit more time on our hands and some of us like me this weekend are using it spiraling but in certain moments you can use it to be proactive and really think about like how to make someone feel special and how to make their day and things that like I don't know I feel like we should all be incorporating into our our relationships and dating and friendships more often and I I like scrimp on that a lot because of being busy and being tired all the time you know yeah I Um, feel like not to be, ooh, here's our transition, but this Twitter thread is honestly, I was going to say inspiring me, but it hasn't inspired me yet because I haven't done anything cute in my relationship or even for a friend. Like, I, it's just, it's motivating me to put in a little effort, whether that's date nights or even just doing more creative things with happy hours with friends because, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's very like we we all can take this time and it's so fucking cute to see such an adorable. I mean, he also like these people are both very attractive. <laughs> it's like they're very attractive. <laughs> I just feel like when is the rom-com happening about them? Probably as soon as people can make um movies again, which who knows when that will be, but it's very cute and adorable and uh I like it a lot. And like amazing that, you know, this journalist is documenting it because she just yes. like that that adds to the story too. Like what if this is all like Netflix trying out some new kind of content and then we have a show at the end of quarantine? I would not like- be surprised at all. Also, there's this really cute YouTube series. I think, no, 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 they're doing it on Instagram. Someone's basically making like scripted um, low res like a low res scripted quarantine dating web series. Yes. Where it's about falling in love with someone who lives across the street from you. It's very cute. I don't know what it's called. I, it was recommended to me on Instagram. I'm not going to be able to find it again. Um, like, I, I like- think I will. I think it might be the same one that I'm thinking of, which I have. I, yeah, I'll post it if I find it. If we- Okay. Otherwise, I'll post this other cute one. Um, so, Liza, what have yes. you and Jeff been doing date nights? 
No. Uh, <laughs> I was like, no. It's okay. Well, My it's- answer is no, too. I need to <clears throat> be better. Yeah. Excuse me. The thing that's weird is that, like, everything is a date night. And everything is not a date night. It's funny because, I mean, A, we're here and my parents are here, um, which is, you know, it's it's been really nice to spend that time with them. Like, we've been doing our own thing about half the nights and and then doing stuff together like half the nights. Um, And, but it's funny because at home, as you guys often hear me complain about, like, I'm very busy jeff and i are both really busy in our day-to-day lives and it can honestly feel like we don't spend that much time together even though we live together um so we actually are really good about scheduling date nights at home in our normal life like we will a week in advance be like friday neither of us have plans let's set it aside no we're saying no to any invites we're just locking it in and like you and i are gonna go to dinner or go to this or see a play or sit on our couch in our pajamas and like just hang out together whatever so we're really good about scheduling that stuff in day-to-day life. And it's honestly been really refreshing to not have to. Like, I feel like we're getting so much quality time together and it's really nice. That being said, I feel like we also are both sometimes struggling with knowing, like, how to consistently take care of each other, give each other the space we need, give each other the attention we need because we're just together 24-7. Um, And it's been really good. Like, we've had... it's been very easy like we've had a very easy time of it but I also think that we've both had moments where like I have been like I really just want you to bring he wakes up before me and I'm I've just been like I just really want you to bring me coffee every morning and that will make me feel good and taken care of and if you don't do it I'll be upset (laughs) and direct I like it and like right now he's working and I'm not and so I've been making him breakfast every morning and he's really loved that and like one day I didn't make him breakfast because I had like a bunch of emails to send or something and he was like but where's my breakfast (laughs) like it was you know and I was like no I can't you you know we've had issues like that where we're like the expectations are high Mm -hmm. um but I think that overall it's been it's been nice for us to not have to schedule time together, to just have all this default time together. Um, the one thing we have been doing is having a lot of movie nights, which we haven't been doing anything to make feel really special, but we tend not to watch a lot of movies at home because they're longer than TV. And like, again, I know it's annoying when people talk about the fact they're busy, but it's like, if we have a night together at home. We usually aren't like going to set aside two and a half hours to watch a movie. So we've been doing movie nights and we had been having a lot of like, negotiating every single time we were going to do it it would take us like an hour to figure out the movie we watched so he came up with the brilliant idea of just we alternate picking the movie and no one gets any the other person doesn't get any say and you can't complain about it if you don't want to watch it you just have to be excited about the movie the other person wants to watch and this is such a small thing but I feel like it has felt really 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 good like last night I picked Goodfellas which I had never seen and I was like let's watch Goodfellas and he was like great we're gonna watch Goodfellas and like 10 minutes in the movie I was like oh have you seen this before and he was like yes I've seen it a couple times and I was like (laughs) okay but it was so fun and and he was like excited about it and he was like oh there's all these things I hadn't like noticed before or whatever and I feel like it's become this a little bit of a ritual that feels like something we wouldn't do in normal life and that alone has felt really good yeah I would highly recommend that method of picking movies if you if you often get into tense negotiations which we do it's oh wow and it's so simple I saw Katie Storino one time guest of the pod amazing woman and female founder of Megababe and just generally amazing she posted I think this was yesterday 
her and her husband's movie watching schedule. It's like documentary night, Katie's pick. Like, But even just switching back and forth because I don't even get into intense negotiations as much as I feel like we both don't know what we want to watch and we just need someone to pick. So it's like, yeah, it's an intense non-negotiation where nobody has an idea. Very much, uh, what's on Amazon? Oh, back to Netflix. What's there? Well, I just need someone to tell yeah. me what to watch. I'm one of yeah. those. But I just go back and forth and pick. I love it. I'm going to do it. Uh, I feel like usually for us, it's like, okay, what genre do you feel in the mood for? And then we have a discussion about the mood we're in. And we're both Geminis. There's a lot of like feelings and moods. So it's like, what mood are you in? Oh, something intense, something not intense. Comedy, not comedy, this, that. Do you want something feelingsy? Do you want something fun? It's always like, okay, we narrow it all down. And then it's like, it's just, it's so, there's so many words involved. <laughs> and this has really helped chop that in, in half. Like um, it. But it's also like a fun exercise in in um doing something that like, I don't know just like when i pick a movie i'm really excited about or he picks a movie he's really excited about it's fun to just like have that blank slate of like yes we're on board we're psyched about this movie together yeah um and it's so small but it's been really it's been a really nice little ritual movies are particularly good if you're quarantined apart as well i would say just because we're i was watching with tony unorthodox but then i went ahead because of the time difference like i was supposed to wait for him but i would not I wanted to finish the episode and he had fallen asleep. Aww. So then we had to Did catch you guys back do the up. Netflix party thing? We haven't used that because I think it's just texting. But you can sync okay. up your Netflix. I don't know. Yeah, that's the main feature that I think is cool. It's yeah. like you can syncing up your Netflix. And I feel like you could also even like, I wonder if there's some way to do headphones and phone. I don't know. Yeah, because this is something I am waiting for. When you're on FaceTime on your computer and you try to watch on your computer, the sound, you can't even hear your Netflix show. So I need two screens so you could watch a big – this has been a like a long-distance relationship problem – not problem, but thing that I've noticed. I've been like, where's the technology? So uh, – but the syncing up is nice. So I'm trying to think like, you know, broaden the scope from my personal relationship. But like we – I – if you're in any kind of relationship or even you were in early stages of the relationship but you're staying in touch, you're texting, you're still like FaceTiming – I think movies are the easiest and super fun and like Liza's method, so easy. Then one of you is sharing with the other. The other thing that's been fun, and again, have planned zero official date nights. I really want to like dress up one night, but I'm such a lazy, lazy bum bum. Uh, But I've been cooking and I don't cook. I'm terrible at cooking. Date 13 is good at cooking. He's been on FaceTime kind of helping me when I'm like, what hate should I put the garlic in the pan on? Like, and that's kind of fun. Cooking together apart is, was, I've kind of, I've liked just having any activity. Yeah. Uh, I feel like cooking the same, re- the same recipe separately is, would be fun to see how theirs turns out and yours turns out. It feels like a top chef challenge. Yeah. That, ooh, yeah, that would be fun. Except I know he'll beat me, but that would be fun. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't done it at the same time, but I like that a lot. And, yeah. So I I just would recommend it's even if you're not a cook it's just kind of fun especially if like that Twitter thread one of you is better than the other and can help one of you yeah. as a chef even better. Have you guys done any so you so you haven't planned any like date nighty things? No, I still haven't like put on a dress and makeup like I said I would. Uh no, but I want to. Do you have any ideas? I mean, I feel like it's a good idea to play some kind of a game together. I feel like that, you know, if you can do something that is not like, 
I feel like it's we're all interacting through screens. I've been noticing how much time a day I've been on a screen. So mm-hmm. I've been trying to find some non-screen timey things. So if you could be on a screen together, but then playing some kind of a game, like I don't know what a good two person, even cards or something. I guess that's a little bit hard. Yeah. But there there I feel like there's some kind of something. I saw a thing online that was like people playing a board game together and one person had the board and everyone was just telling the other the person what to do with their pieces. They were playing together, but one person was like straining the board. I thought that sounded really fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. Also, like maybe I'm so self-involved. I'm like, well, he's also in a rural like he's in the North Carolina mountains at his parents right now. So I guess I'm just like I, sending something like takeout would be nice, you know? Yeah. I guess mm. it's hard when you're in like a rural area, but yeah. you could send him a present. I feel like buying a present and sending something fun would be nice. I did that. I was a really good girlfriend. This is when he was still stuck in New York, like panicking about how he would get out. And it's still being sent to him. I forgot. This was the best thing I've ever done because I'm, again, selfish girlfriend. I got him. He loves space and you know the Apollo missions etc I got him the like the lunar landing station Lego set that is like that's over a thousand a pieces idea. or something because it's like a puzzle but that's such a good idea it was fun we were that's on really, really and looking idea. and then I was like well he likes this and so I got it for him but yeah that's a great idea I feel like that's a that's such a good alternative to puzzles too which I'm I like but I feel like I only really enjoy puzzles if you're hanging out with a group of people like I don't think it's fun just with one or two people I think it's fun to hang out with a group and do them together um but I feel like that's a good alternative to puzzles it's like more fun I know I haven't done a puzzle yet um I'm waiting I don't have any that's why but we'll see anyway yeah I guess we'll get we can keep thinking of date nights I'm going to become a more creative thinker and then I'll report back I mean, it's hard. Well, if you guys have good ideas, send them our way. Maybe we'll do it like a date night roundup in a coming episode. Yeah, tell us what you've been doing. Um, and again, I just read that Twitter thread because it's because it is so cute. Thank you to our listener oh, Bobby for sending it. Yes. Speaking of listeners, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna be back with our listener Haley. This show is supported by State Farm. Insurance is a part of any solid financial plan. Making sure you have the important things in life covered is one of the best ways to give yourself a little breathing room when things go awry. It's important to protect not only your business, but yourself as a business owner and all current and future team members. State Farm agents know what it takes to run and protect a small business because State Farm agents are all small business owners and they live and work in your community. So they're deeply attuned to what's happening with other small businesses in your market. If you have a small business and are interested in making sure you're protected, reach out to your local State Farm agent to learn more about what you need. They'll help you find the right policy at the right price for your business. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. And we are back with another guest, someone who is a new listener to our podcast. Haley, thank you for being here with us. Thank you for having me. We're so excited. So if you, I'm sure we've already mentioned it at this point in the episode, but we are having listeners come on and share their experiences with dating generally, dating during these tough times, et cetera. And we're really excited. Yeah, thrilled to have you. Um, we're gonna hear a little bit about your corn dating, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying out a lot of stuff. I'm really throwing a lot of shit at the wall with these dating. I like, like I like corn dating. 
Okay, cool. I think it um, works. I'm sure I stole it from someone. I'm sure I saw it on the internet. Uh, but, you know, it's fine. Somebody can come for me. Um, but first, as always, <laughs> do you have a worst first date story that you'd like to tell us? Of course. I mean, who doesn't? But um, this is – so I ha- was having a hard time remembering all the details. So I apologize for any incoherence. But so basically I met this guy on OkCupid. Okay he was like really, really cute. So I was like, let's go out. We ended up like meeting on the street, which was kind of weird instead of like a bar. Cause he couldn't, I like gave him some options and he was like, I can't decide right now. So let's just meet on the street. So we did that. I like came up to him, tried to give him a hug. He was really weird at first, but I was like, okay, give him a chance. Um, and then we ended up going to one bar and he was like, I can't do this. It's too loud. I was like, fine, let's go somewhere else. It's a Monday night. We go to um, another bar and it's like super quiet. There's no one there. It's like way too bright. And I'm like, okay, fine. So he gets the drinks and then we sit down. Um, and all I remember is like, he was just like, he would just stare at me. And like wait for me to ask him questions oh, oh, deep <laughs> and yeah oh my god and then it was just like he had this whole like wounded but I'm not going to tell you about it it's too traumatic for me and I like it, I would just be like oh where are you from he's like oh Mexico but I don't like to talk about that and like it was it just felt like he was like trying to in some way like show me how wounded he was and there one thing that he said he was he just like leans back at one point he says yeah i usually get more matches when i tell people i'm ripped ripped? like i know what what ripped is oh boy ripped is also just like a weird word to use (laughs) yeah is it the 90s like what's going on here yeah yeah also like yeah you're already on the date I don't know. Like, why are you talking right. about how you get well, matches? It just feels weird. Yeah. Like, he was talking about a lot of other relationships or like hookups that he's done the entire time. He was like, so, so then he's like, he's like, yeah, this girl and I, we had sex at the botanical gardens. And I was like, really? And then he was like, yeah, there's like, we were like hitting each other. And I was like, oh, wait, cool. A, Brooklyn or Bronx? Brooklyn. <laughs> We were Brooklyn in Brooklyn, but small. I don't know which one. Okay. <laughs> I just feel like the Brooklyn Botanical Gardens is not big enough, and I don't know where that would happen. How about you don't have sex at, like, the Botanical, like, yeah. that, I mean, you're just, like, bound to get caught. There's so yeah. many families. Take your yeah. dick elsewhere. Yes, Also, also like, don't, don't say it. Uh, yeah, we haven't even gotten to the weirdest part, which is, why are you saying that on a date? Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so strange. Mm-hmm. and so then he's like yeah I'm kind of manipulative and I was like cool awesome this is great I don't know what I was doing like still being there I think it was just kind of like how far can this guy go yeah and then he's like I'm gonna get you to buy me another drink oh. and I was like <laughs> I, and then I just stared at him I said I'm a student and you have a full-time job I'm not buying you another drink and so Good then he you. bought the next round of drinks luckily because I was just like come on you're gonna be a dick and then you're also gonna yeah make me buy you a drink as some kind of weird power play yeah it was it was so strange so then 
I like walked him home because like we lived super close to each other. And then he was just like, yeah, I don't want to kiss you. I was like, cool. Me neither. <laughs> never talked to him again. Never texted him. Ooh, and that was what? it. Just Ooh. like gross. Gross. It I just, feel like my skin's crawling. That's so icky and fucked up. And like, it just makes me so sad for somebody who's less like confident than you. Like, I feel like yeah. if if my, if I at your age I was on that date, I would have been like, why doesn't he want to kiss me? Like, and again, I had, you know, kind of like laughably low self-esteem, but it, it feels so, um, it feels so it, like such a specific type of dude that is thirsty for compliments, the whole ripped thing. Also yeah. a sad man. The whole like, yeah. oh, like, don't ask me about my past. Like fucking obviously seen too many mumblecore movies. And then still trying to like be demeaning a little bit. Like, I don't know, icky and yeah, making someone totally feel totally demeaning. Themselves. And Oof. you know, I think he was in his late 20s and I'm 21. And so I think he said something like, why oh he kept he also this is something I didn't even remember till now he kept being like so why are you single you're like so pretty and I'm like I don't know why I'm single like maybe I'm not interested in that right now I hate that why are you dating someone so young yes yes (laughs) also like you're 21 you're supposed to be in like yeah a a lifelong or whatever you're supposed to have been scooped up at fucking 21 yeah most people who are scooped up by 21 are not still with that person who i know who are now 31 they're not still with the person they were scooped up by incredibly true yeah i've been to all those weddings and then divorce parties (laughs) whoa (laughs) no lots of people get divorce parties that's kind of fun I know. Honestly, it's my favorite like adulthood ritual. That's why I've only been yeah. to one, but it was, like, it, was, mm. it, was <laughs> it was a very fun. It was a fun time. It was a I would weekend. love to go to one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's tough. I mean, I, it feels so icky to me that there's just fucking men out there sitting on the internet, like waiting to find someone who will be charmed by whatever the fuck that kind of behavior is. Well, I was like, parts of that story were creeping me out too, but like we could be hearing, this could have been like a murder podcast and it got really, like, there are men out there lurking in really creepy ways looking for attention like this. And you like, I don't know, this guy seems very creepy to me. I'm not calling him a murderer. Just, ooh, that need for like yeah. some sort of validation or attention. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Definitely on some power trip. Yeah. It always creeps me out. We're doing, and this is not a plug. This is not only a plug, so I hope you <laughs> forgive me. But we're ta- we're for the Patreon right now. We're recapping Sex in the City, Sex Every Sex in the City episode from the beginning. Right. And I've been talking a lot about how Mr. Big just feels like so, for so much of the series, like he has all the power over Carrie. And we watched this one great episode that was like episode four, where she actually feels like she has equal power, and it's so fun to watch their dynamics. And it made me so sad for, like, the rest of the series. But I feel like I've just been thinking a lot about the power dynamics between men and women and how many fucking men get off on being more powerful. And it's so deeply, deeply scary and troubling to me. Yeah. I mean, I think the most confusing thing was, like, it. why did he come and act like that? Like, you could just be nice and, like, be like, I'm not interested. But it was almost like 
Like, he just came to be an asshole and then, like, didn't follow up at all. That was the thing that was, like, why are you here? What are you, what are you getting off on? Like, because, like, it makes him feel good about himself to make other people feel shitty. There's so many fucking dudes out there like this. Yeah. And I would wager that's probably why maybe his age, his age range was, like, including women who were you know a decent chunk younger than him i'm not shading this i feel like age gaps are totally fine my parents are 16 right. years apart it's like i have no feelings right. about that but i totally. think sometimes people who like to control and manipulate think that that can yeah. be a thing or someone who makes way less money or you know whatever mm-hmm. there's like all of these different facets of like little ways they like yeah power and also in. there's like a difference between like an age difference just happening in real life and like seeking it out Totally. And then, like, knowing that as – because, like, on a dating app, it's like, you know, like, five things about the person and their age is, like, one of them. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Seeking yeah. that out is the differentiator for sure. Well, mm-hmm. that was dark and I'm very sorry you had that experience because, honestly, <laughs> it scared me. I'm just hearing this rise. No. Um, but let hey, us – Hey, we're learning how to set up boundaries over here. So Exactly. That no. was a good experience. Well, I – Even this though it was horrible. Me- to kind of my I'm just impressed anytime I meet anyone like between you know 18 to 22 23 now because when I was those ages I felt like I was so immature especially around relationships and I Mm -hmm. just I don't I guess uh, we didn't have dating apps but if we did I don't know that I would have been like brave enough to go on dates that's really where I was at so my question is like maybe I would love to know kind of your relationship to relationships. And then also like at, in college, you're in your senior year now. Mm-hmm. Um, sorry if I'm revealing too much info. No, no, you're fine. Um, but how you've navigated kind of dating while on apps versus meeting people at school. I don't know. I'm just curious how you have balanced that. Um, wow. Uh, so – I guess the only people that I've like been in full on relationships with I've met outside of dating apps. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something with like, like how I am. I don't think that I have the, the most, like my first impression is not the most accurate picture of who I am or of the other person. So it's been like kind of difficult to cultivate anything like substantial with somebody that like basically a stranger um yeah I I think like the relationships that I've had are they've been like with peers and whatnot but then like I kind of just use dating apps as like a way to meet new people and like maybe hook up and kind of just explore New York because that's been like a really cool thing is like going to all these different bars dating people of all these different ages from all these different places um yeah does that really answer your question I feel like I didn't totally no 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 no. I guess yeah I that does I guess I, I'm basically just like I'm impressed that you're actually on apps as well as like meeting people yeah. in your life like I yeah, did not it, even have luck meeting people in college though so yeah it's just Yeah, but I think the thing with this is, like, I love the anonymity of it all. And, like, maybe it's, like, a fear of, like, like, there's a Mother Teresa quote that says, like, 
why can't you form good relationships with the people in your home and you have to like go elsewhere to form them it's something I'm totally paraphrasing but it's like like this kind of like external thing is more exciting and more liberating than looking inward and like around your deep and personal relationships so like I think there's like for me like a little bit of fear of like sitting stagnant in that but also like it is so fun to just like go out on a Friday night and meet a stranger and just learn about other people. Yeah. I feel like that's such a great point. I mean, especially in New York or a Mm -hmm. big city, I feel like the thing that I has always been amazing to me about New York is that you have so many infinite chances to meet people and everyone you meet has an insanely different life story from each other. Um, and I feel like it's very cool that you're using dating apps as a way to be like, what is what is out there? Who are these people? Especially because, I don't know, I went to college in Chicago and I feel like I didn't experience that much of Chicago outside of like my college. And I, w- I feel mm-hmm. like if that had mm-hmm. been a thing, I would have, it, uh, yeah, I, it would have been a, a cool, a cool experience. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like are a lot of people that you're in college with like using dating apps or do people mostly try to keep it in the like college community? Um, my roommate and I use them like almost every weekend. Um, uh, but I would say for the most part, people aren't on them. Like people are a little bit more timid, but I think they're becoming so much more common to use. And I think like, among my group of friends I mean I have a lot of friends who are in relationships but yeah there's like a substantial amount of people who do use them it makes sense again to your point like in New York it makes a lot of sense to me I went to NYU for three semesters and I felt like it was kind of hard to meet people and I yeah feel like especially like I know this is such a stereotype of NYU, but like straight men, which is what I was looking to date. And you'd meet people out at bars sometimes, but I, you know, I just said I wouldn't have been brave enough, but like, because then I went, like, I transferred to Boston College there. I probably wouldn't have been brave enough. But like in New York, you're in it anyway. Like, it makes sense. I would be on them in college. Yeah, I think that's such a good point about NYU. I mean, NYU is like, there's not a big community of people like, coming together so it's not like and you know I live off campus I live in Bed-Stuy so I'm like far from campus it's not like I'm a 10-minute walk from my friend's dorm so this is kind of like a way of socializing in a new like very much like fractured way of like being distant from people but also like maintaining a sense of like closeness with the people around you and like it's also been so cool to experience Brooklyn I love Brooklyn um and I love like meeting the people there and like knowing like oh I went out with a guy like around the corner from me like he lives there that's so cool yeah you have a cool neighborhood too so to get to yeah. explore your neighborhood dates are such a good way of doing that yeah yeah exactly um okay so quarantine dating yeah <laughs> I'm fucking trying <laughs> to make it a thing. Uh, have you been – tell us about your, your experience. You're now home at your parents' house. You're not in yep. New York, correct? 
Right. So have you been using the apps? Have you been trying to like connect with people? What's what's the um the traffic been like? Um honestly, I have no interest in meeting anyone from where my parents live, but <laughs> um so I have not been on the dating apps. Um I like but when I was in New York, which was like two and a half weeks ago, um I did go on a FaceTime date with this guy who was very talkative, but also like, I don't know. He was like just one of those people who like complains about businesses and like writes bad Yelp reviews and like mm-hmm. lets everyone know about it. So I was like, okay, maybe not. So I'm kind of like putting a halt on FaceTime dates, but gotcha. Um, Wait, can yeah. you tell us a little bit about getting to that FaceTime date? Cause yes. I'm curious about, so you're on an app. A, mm-hmm. what, do you have an app of choice? Bumble. Bumble. Okay. So did you meet this guy on Bumble? Yeah. And then like fairly normal app chat back and forth. Yeah. Not. Yeah. I, I really am not into texting. I think it's like such a poor representation of other people. So like I try to minimize it. So I was just like, let's FaceTime. I mean, <laughs> this is maybe a bad thing about me or maybe an amazing thing about me. I kind of have no inhibitions when it comes to this stuff. Um, that's amazing. That's <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was just like, let's get on FaceTime. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to talk on text. I hate texting. So, so we talked on FaceTime for maybe like an hour and a half. And then, and then I kept, I mean, this is not the greatest, but I did keep talking to him, even though I wasn't totally interested. Um, yeah. And then I'm before that, I would like, like when Corona got like kind of bad, but not bad enough that there were any regulations on it. I was going on like social distancing walks with people. Oh, wow. And that was really fun. That's super interesting as a first date. So yeah. So you walk up and wave. How did it feel? Did it feel awkward? Did it feel like, did you find a rhythm with it? I did, honestly. I I am I kind of cling to like drinking on the first date as like a you know ease of like anxiety but um yes, relatable yeah, <laughs> yeah <we get laughs> but that. walking kind of did the same thing um yeah it was it was fun like conversation is easy you can kind of point at things and talk about things and I don't know I I would honestly do it after all of this mm. it was yeah, super and- fun Maybe everyone will be walking more because they'll just want to be outside all the time. Yeah. And just to be super clear, Haley did this before now. So don't do social distance walking dates right now, please. Right, just, right. <laughs> just continuing my my annoying patronizing, but very important reminder. Very important. To all you stay inside our... and don't go to the beach. Okay. I'm and gonna... wait until our boyfriend <laughs> governors tells you it's okay. Kimmy and I both have Huge Cuomo thing on our respective <laughs> Cuomo and Newsom. Yeah, I'm right. a crush on the California governor Newsom. Oh wow! He's yeah, cute. I mean, I understand. I met him once. You did? Is he cute? IRL? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course he is. I mean, <laughs> I don't know much about him to be quite honest. I just know he's also pretty soothing, and he's seems yeah. to California's really taking care of things in terms of shutting us yeah. down early, and I really oh, yeah. appreciate that. Like, I yeah. I feel very. Uh, safe like I'm I'm worried about other parts of the country but I'm like oh he's not gonna open us up too early which is like I just have a crush maybe I don't know (laughs) crush for health crush away 
I mean, he's also, so I didn't know what he looked like. And I Googled him after we talked about him last time, Kimmy. And yes, I, I concur crush wise. He's like, he looks like he should be like on a procedural as the politician or something. Like he (laughs) just has that look. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. He's got like a nice jaw. Sorry. (laughs) Enough about that. Gosh. (laughs) Been inside too long. (laughs) So Haley, so you're feeling basically like for the rest of the quarantine, you're going to kind of put a pause on trying to connect with people online. Or do you think there's potentially more FaceTime dates in your future? What do you think? Um, no, I don't have much interest in, in, in FaceTime dates right now. Um, yeah, I just think it's like, it's so, why don't I like going back to the mother Teresa thing? Why don't I just like look at my surroundings and improve on those deep relationships instead of seeking like some rando online somewhere near my parents house and then ultimately nothing will come of it I think that's a super healthy way to look at it and uh, you know we're a dating podcast so we're like content Mm -hmm. content and we appreciate all the FaceTime date content but I think for me I'm not even doing this work on myself right now but I Ideally, if I were going to put my energy into something right now, relationship-wise, mm-hmm. it would not be with a stranger. It would be with yeah, I love, yeah. or myself. And, but also no shade to anyone who is doing these dating things. Because, like, you could do it all at the same time. That's just, like, that's not going to work for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like there's a world where you could run a love is blind exper- style experiment. Oh, my God, yeah. In quarantine. They, yeah. Remember and the one I mentioned? In this... The, yeah. A bunch of like uh, MBA programs did it. So my friends have – it's like you had to make a Gmail account that was not your Gmail. So you really didn't know who each other were and you got matched and then you connected. You were – you know, you could email connect and then they didn't take it to the next level where they were like, now you have to get on the phone. They're like, from there you can figure out what you want to do. But I don't know. It's kind of fun because like yeah. some of my friends' matches, they were like within the first email it was like – a dude pitching his like this is what I did for my internship and I'm in banking and it was like absolutely I will not be chatting with you like yeah, you can get no. a vibe from one email shockingly yes anyway and all also something that I just remembered there's this thing called okay zoomer for like I think just for undergrads and it's like you can like write what college you go to and then like your age what you're majoring in and it's like then people start emailing back and forth I guess and then maybe hop onto a zoom call which That's I started funny. doing and then I was like this is this is too much I can't yeah. handle this yeah it's funny how these things po- are popping up that feel like almost old-fashioned like you, yeah. you know I feel like it's something that my it feels like something my grandparents would have done of like okay this is his info I've got it on mm-hmm. a card you're gonna go on a date with him whatever but it's true. I don't know. There is yeah. still this desire for romantic connection, especially now that people are realizing like a lot of people, people with the ability to work remotely could be inside for a year longer, you know, until yeah. there's a vaccine. Um, who knows? Obviously, this is shifting a lot. As my boyfriend, Governor Andrew Cuomo says, in every one of his <laughs> 11 a.m. daily briefings, which I don't miss. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, yeah, I feel like as time goes on, it's going to be especially I think. I feel like I have a few friends who are, we're just kind of getting into this, like, okay, like, early 30s, ready, ready for love, whatever vibe, Mm -hmm. and this is really going to throw, like, a big interruption in it, so I feel like some of these old-fashioned things may come back into play and be really useful. 
Oh yeah. There's like such a courtship happening right now. Yeah. 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 Someone in the secret Facebook group suggested that um, Zoom or said like it would be cool if Zoom put together speed dating, which I think would be really cool. It's weird because basically chat roulette existed and it became just like a parade of dicks, which nobody, nobody (laughs) wants. So I guess they would need to do something to prevent that. But there's an article in the Times about this that I need to read deeper, but we might mention earlier in this episode if we do read it, that there are there is some there are some people organizing that kind of stuff like Zoom, Zoom or like video speed dating. I wonder. Yeah. Yeah, I've definitely heard of that, too, but I don't know anything about it cool well, well thank you really, so much for taking the time out of your day to do this with yeah. us it's really nice and <laughs> like you're you are incredibly wise um about many things so i feel thank like you. you know keep on keeping on i'm glad you're yeah. on. keep on keeping on just kill me just kill me <laughs> but i'm glad you're safe and like i don't know it was really interesting to hear your perspective on facetime dates etc yeah and i'm living vicariously through you too with listening to everything else from earlier i'm on i didn't i didn't say this but i'm on episode 13 i'm binging the whole thing i'm totally obsessed Ooh, and like I it is gonna start getting so fun <laughs> oh. I, i'm like embarrassed because i'm like what did we sound like then and then what happens <laughs> now but like it, we didn't realize it, but we did ultimately, I guess, create like a bingeable podcast in a way because yeah, totally. it was like it had a formula that kind of went away, but then came back when my brother went on dates. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for reaching out. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah. It was really exciting. Thanks to State Farm for supporting this show and helping our listeners protect their businesses and lives like a good neighbor. State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today.